Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that can kill you. Like chemical spills, mm. Legionnaire's disease, whatever that is, deadly scorpions, <laughs> and also the things that just make you wish you were dead. Shrews, mm. nipple piercings. Yikes. How about experimental theater? Oh, I'll take the nipple piercings. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll take? What? Our, Our theme, theme song. song. Christine. Danielle. It feels like it's been a long time since we've seen each other. Too long. It's been like over a week. Sadness. Right, because we had uh, Thanksgiving. I missed you guys. Missed you too. Welcome back. Yep. I guess. (laughs) I like your shirt, Garen. Thank you. It's it's a really nice blue. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's a Gap original. It looks really nice on you. (laughs) Right off the shelf. Right off the, the model. Yeah, I you just, saw the model in the window and you were like, I can see my I'm not above that. doing that. If it's, they don't have my size left and it's on the model, take it off. Your Give size is always on the model. Yeah. We know what size you are. The small on the model size. Right. By the way, I went to this um, sort of chiropractor-ish thing that Jimmy goes to for, for my neck. Which doctor? Well, yeah. Well, she has you stand on two scales, like one, on, one foot on one scale and one foot on the other. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Apparently, I'm 17 pounds heavier on one side. Stop than the other. that. No, you are not. <laughs> you just but working then, out one thigh constantly? Well, then she adjusted. Pilates is not working. <laughs> so then she adjusted me, uh-huh. and it was even. No, I, that is bogus. It sounds bogus, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It just doesn't seem to make any sense. Also, I was nine pounds heavier once I was adjusted. Because the first time she weighed me, I was like, that's not my weight. That's way below what I weigh. That's that's not accurate. Yeah. Then when she adjusted me, I don't know. I mean, what is she putting her foot on one of the sides? I don't think so. They have goofy scales. That's a toddler. What? A whole 17 pounds. pounds. I know. Well, I, did you take a toddler with you on one side? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I forgot, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't understand it. My neck is really screwed up, though. It was very depressing. You know my chiropractor story, right? No, what's your chiropractor story? Remember, I don't know if you know this, but when we worked in the E building on mm-hmm. Wilshire, there were chiropractors, I think, who were brothers, and somehow this didn't become a show. <laughs> Wait, in the E building? <laughs> on the other you know, you walked across, yeah. or as they say in Ohio, across, oh. um, to the other, you know, shiny, yeah. copper mirrored yeah, buildings. Yeah, Owen was there for a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, but same side of the street. Right. There were brothers who were chiropractors, and they were kind of 
star chiropractor somehow, but still didn't become a I, show. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fathom how Eid and just go across the street and make them a show. So my neck was all messed up. Yeah. And I didn't realize yet that I should never go to a chiropractor because mm-hmm. I hadn't been to one. I don't know if somebody recommended them to me. I don't know how we ended up in that office. But these guys were like, I don't know, those kind of guys that go to tan tanning places mm-hmm. and have hair plugs and work out a lot. Mm-hmm. Those kind of mm-hmm. like the property brothers before the property brothers. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. weird, like creepier. Okay. So the guys, I don't know. He's like kind of being not that nice to me, but not mean, just sort of short with me and not and kind of like looking at my charts or whatever. And then. You know, he comes down to like adjust my neck and he goes, oh, you are pretty. Oh, no. (laughs) What? Uh, Are you kidding me? Nope. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Did he adjust you or did you kick him on the ball? Besides that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was so taken aback. I, I don't think I said anything the rest of the time because I couldn't believe that, like, in his mind, I uh, guess he was like, I'm not going to pay attention to her. Because she's ugly. She's not attractive. Right. And then it, like, oh, light bulb. he said his thought out loud. Right. What did, did you say anything? No. Yeah, what do you say? That's, that's I Like, what do you say? Like, in the moment, I just was so shocked that I didn't, it didn't occur yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I, that's fucking bananas. Yeah. So it didn't help is what you're saying. I made it actually a lot worse. Uh, well, th- she's not a she's not a traditional chiropractor. She's not cracking and stuff. It's 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 a little different, and hopefully it'll help. And the X ray was extremely depressing, and she basically blames it on ballet, which she's probably right. But um, did I ever tell you about the time? I'm sure I did. When I was working at Disney, and they had a masseuse come, and the masseuse was no. the guy who starred in George of the Jungle oh, yeah. Part Two. <laughs> If you did, I'm happy to hear it a second time. It wasn't time. Brendan Fraser. It was it was the it was the sequel. <laughs> and he was the masseuse. Oh, that makes me sad for him. I know, except you know what I think he was happy. He looked he looked like a guy who was like still in good shape, but like yeah. too old to, you know, the face doesn't match the body anymore, you know? Like Oh, like, like honey, I know it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't girl. even know what that means. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know which. I don't even know what to be sadder. About. I was gonna say I'm not sure which part doesn't match which part. They're all. They're neither of them are a good option. I'm like they're all old. Just all of mine way. is just sliding down like a like a dolly painting. You yeah. know the watches and yes. how they slide. Yeah, that's just all everything. melting melting yeah. watches. Yeah. A face of a melting. That's watches. that's yeah. how that chiropractor would describe me now. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, you're not pretty. She's melting watch face. If he ever knew what a dolly painting was. Yeah, he thinks it's D O L L Y. He's just got dogs playing poker. Yeah, as right. his painting. Unironically, are you looking up the guy? Is that what you're doing? I am. Yes. He was nice. He said something weird, and I can't remember what it was. It wasn't. It oh, wasn't, you are pretty. No, I, no, people don't say that to me. Um, no, it wasn't any. Maybe they just think it, but they know not to mm, say it out loud. That must be it. Um, it wasn't anything. I don't think it was inappropriate. It was just bizarre. Like I have nice earlobes or something. I mean, it was it was really weird. It wasn't sexual. It was just bizarre. You don't think it was sexual, but you don't know how into earlobes that guy is. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> that might just be his thing. That's his kink. Yeah. How long did he massage your earlobes for is the question. <laughs> 45 minutes. Wow. Oh, my God. That just reminded me, you guys. One time I was getting um, 
a vaccine mm-hmm. and at like Rite Aid or Walgreens. Walgreens. <laughs> Walgreens. It's like how J- Vons is John's. It's yes. like the, it's Walgreens. They, they just take off half the W. And the guy giving me the vaccine goes, wow, you have really beautiful arms. <laughs> really? <laughs> this, this was a few years ago. Wow. It was so fucking weird. That I- is so weird. <laughs> Thank God uh, that's you where you get, that get needle your in there. needle. Ugh, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Beautiful I, arms. I guess I should cut to the chase and, you know, talk about what's on everyone's mind. Please get there. The stuffing. We're all dying. Did you so, see the comment about somebody saying it was my kitchen? They go, we know this is Christine's kitchen because Jimmy won't let her cook in the kitchen. <laughs> He they, can't, we know he can't stand smells, so this must be Christine's kitchen. They think I went to your house to make stuffing while you were out of town? I don't know. <laughs> 30 miles away? It's so bizarre. Um, no, I did not see that comment. That's very funny. Um, well, okay. First of all, <laughs> every time I read it, it got more and more confusing to me, and I'm not kidding. Every time I read it, I'm like, the commas are all over the place. I don't know what refers to what. What am I supposed to get that's bottled? What does she mean by dry ingredients? What? Okay, so I find I found a cheesecloth after three attempts. Um, I open it up. It's three feet by three feet. <laughs> so you made a dress. Yeah, I just put, I put the herbs. I made it. I made a uh, halter top dress. Cute. And wrapped the herbs. In my on my neck, which also didn't help. <laughs> really so, brought out the earlobes, though. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was talking to Chantal a couple of days later, my friend Chantal, and she was like, "Well, so you cut it?" And I'm like, "Literally, did not occur to me to cut it. <laughs> I literally did not oh occur to me to cut it." That's hilarious. I wrapped a little sprig of herbs in three feet of cheesecloth. In three feet of cheesecloth <laughs> that I did not wash ahead of time because I didn't know you had to until I opened up the package. I'm like, well, fuck that. I don't have time to do a load of laundry in between, no. you know. So um, now since I've washed the cheesecloth, yes. I'm like, oh, that's what a cheesecloth looks like. <laughs> like ne- before it just yeah. looks like half a pillowcase. So um, Which and, now you're using as a pillowcase. <laughs> I, my, Those I herbs, well. they're so relaxing. Oh my God. So... I don't know. I had basically a pillowcase sitting in the, in the tray of food. And then, okay, so I realized my mom had intended that you're supposed to buy the um, chestnuts in a jar or can. But I saw that they were at Trader Joe's and I panicked and just bought them because I thought, oh, I need to just... I don't know where you get chestnuts. They're not at Target. I don't know why it didn't fucking occur to me to go to Ralph's. So Who would I, know? Who would know? So I bought the chestnuts as is, which was with the shell on. Sure. That makes sense to me. So I follow directions and it says to ro- you have to roast the chestnuts. Uh, chestnuts roasting on an open uh, right. fire? So Hello? You, you make an X with them on the back with a knife. Okay. And I'm like, well, this is for sure going to take off a finger. But it didn't. And I didn't know why I was making the X. Literally did not know why I was making the X. Just did what I was told. This is what I said. I just followed directions. Witchcraft. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> Pentagon on one. Yep. So I roast them. I take them out. In the oven. You didn't build a fire. No, I did not do it on an open <laughs> you fire. Did hurt. You did like a cauldron in the back. The cats came. I'm so literal with cooking. I pro- <laughs> Yeah, the cats came and they're rubbing their little paws. So I... Okay, so I get them out. I do everything else. I'm getting everything ready. I'm guessing on the orange juice, whatever. Da, da, da. We were supposed to, right? 
Ah, just yeah, little, just, just little, whatever you think. So, well, what I did was I saw on the Mrs. Cubbinsons, which I got the wrong kind. Just, I've, I've never heard of this brand. I by don't know. The way. It's so funny to me. I've never heard of it. It's like you know, very basic, like Mrs. Butterworths. Sure, but not is not racist. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's like Irish race uh, Cubbinson. I don't know what that is, but anyway. I was supposed to get the cornbread stuffing, and I think I just got the plain old stuffing. So oh. that I didn't realize. But anyway, so I'm looking at these. I'm looking at these hazelnuts, mm-hmm. and I start cutting one in half. Chestnuts, chestnuts. Sorry, yes. I start cutting one in half, um, because I remember them being brown. Mm-hmm. And then I realize that's the shell. <laughs> I have to take that off. <laughs> oh, you roasted them with a shell. Oh, you okay. have to. Yes, yes, because yes. That's why you make the X. I figured out was to get the shell off. Got it. But I almost started putting them in with the, the shell on with the shell. <laughs> oh my god! Because the Thanksgiving of broken teeth. Yes. <laughs> so then, think. I mean, I figured it out. Thank goodness. Guess how easy it is to get chestnuts out of their shell. Not. Not easy. Yeah. I maybe salvaged two thirds of them. How hammer? Tell me. Well. You can crack them mm-hmm. because you've made that X okay. with the knife, right? With a nutcracker, or what do you need no, to do? No, no, just you just bend them. Oh, but sometimes it comes off very easily, and sometimes you have to dig it out. Oh, this sounds hard. Yeah, it was. I got. I enlisted Oliver to help me. It was a disaster. It was a mess. Um, so there weren't that many chestnuts in there because there just weren't that many left. Um, it went fine. There were fewer people at Thanksgiving than normal. I'm going to blame that on why there was half of it left at the end. Also, some people eat regular stuffing that's not vegetarian. It okay. was it was pretty good. It almost tasted like hers. It was maybe just on the on the box of Mrs. Cubbinson's. It says you can add an egg. Okay, you don't have to. What did you do? So I didn't. Okay, and that probably cost me a little bit of did moisture. Your, did your mom add an egg? I, that's I, you don't know who's to know. Garen, did you yes. have a nice Thanksgiving? I did. I uh, went to my friend's house. We had uh, Popeye's Cajun turkey. Hmm. Popeye's? Mm-hmm. You mean you love that turkey from Popeye's? That's, that is they what it is. They make a pop. Yeah. Like, is it a whole turkey? No. Yep. It Popeye's comes- makes a whole turkey. Yep. Okay. And it was one of the best turkeys I've ever had in that my life. That is oh. bizarre. It is shocking. I almost couldn't eat anymore because I was so shocked. Did you <laughs> Did you have fixins? <laughs> she made, what did she make? She made some TikTok mac and cheese. What does that mean? Some, a recipe from TikTok? Yeah. I think this whole meal was planned around oh TikTok. Oh, my God. You okay. kids. You kids. You're so silly. And you kids and your got, TikTok. She got uh, uh, Texas Roadhouse buns. I don't know what that is. They're, they're That's a brand? Just, Texas Roadhouse is a, just a chain restaurant. Okay. And they have delicious biscuit bun things. Oh, okay. With like cinnamon butter. They're very good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, I've very had that good. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I had peach alizé. What's peach alizé? It's a it's a drink. Oh. It's like a, I don't know if it's a wine or a it's an alcoholic beverage. Okay. That it's... Sounds it's, sweet. It was pretty good. It was sweet. It was good. All right. And then did you have dessert? Um. Yes. Apple tart. An apple tart. Ooh, yum, 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 yum. Yeah, it was good. Did, but you didn't make anything? No, I didn't okay. make anything. No, I was told I do not need to. Nice. Nice. That's also, the probably dream. made mac and cheese, and she already had it. Dream, wow. dream, dream. Yeah, yeah. Our, that's funny because our Thanksgiving has mac and cheese too. My cousin makes it, the best mac and cheese. It's a fucking amazing. Ooh. It's so good. I love a good homemade mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah. This one had, I think she had pepper jack in it, and it didn't. Oh, no. Like, mm, no, 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 no. Don't like mess that. with. Mm-mm. It's like seven cheeses or something. No, no thank you. You don't yeah. need. 
was very heavy. Mm. Well, Tasty, I mean, mac and cheese is always heavy, but you don't need pepper jack. That's yeah. That I don't want much. pepper jack. No. I, you know what? I don't want pepper jack in anything. Actually. I like it on a sandwich. I don't think I do. I, I'll get back to you on that. All right, Christine. So, <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you my favorite story from Thanksgiving. Okay. You went to Ohio. Went to Ohio. I'm going to skip right over that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Enough said. Right. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite story. It's, a, it's my most me story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we came back very late at night. Okay. Our flight got in at midnight or so. On Saturday? Uh, yeah. Okay. And we lift home uh-huh. because, you know, we don't want to park and pay. It's it's crazy to do that. It costs so much. So we always lift there, lift home. And we, you know, I don't know if you've lifted from the LAX, but you then, when you get out at the airport, you take like one of those shuttle buses over to the um, yeah. lift and Uber parking lot, oh, which okay. is not, it's like off adjacent to the airport, right? right. It's, a, it's a little bit of a drive. So, you know, we're all crammed in there with our suitcases and the kids. Everybody's tired. We get off the um, bus and Benji's like, oh, I don't feel very good. I go, yeah, it's probably, you know, the bus jerking us around, you know, and just have the window open when we get into the lift. So we get into the lift and it's strawberry (gasps) car freshener. Nope. Nope. Real strong. Nope. I'm just like, oh, boy. So Benji has his car window down. And we get on the freeway, so then he has to roll it up. But then he gets off the freeway pretty pretty quickly. You know, you can go that sort of not freeway way Mm -hmm. home from the airport. It's, uh, let's say it's an economically depressed area. Okay. A lot of the way, you know, you're driving. Mm -hmm. Benji falls asleep. Oh, okay. We're like, great. And I'm sitting in the back. So Sven's in the front with a guy. Alex is in a little bit of the way back in this little tiny seat. And me and Benji are sitting together. Okay. He's asleep. Shoots up. No. Explosive vomit. No. Out no. All over this new car. This guy's car. Oh, shit. And it's just coming and coming oh, and coming. Oh, no. Oh, Benjamin. <laughs> and we're just like. I'm looking in my, my backpack to see if I have, like, a plastic bag. I don't. I have nothing. So I'm, like, putting the, my New York Times crossword on the floor and my, like, book review just, like, to try to oh. catch any of it. But it's just, like, between his legs, on his pants, on the seat, on the floor, on the oh, back of the guy's no. seat. Do the guys up front know what's happening? I'm like, Sven, do you have anything? Yeah, it's loud. I mean, okay. it's just, sorry, I should have <laughs> I should have trigger word what was coming. Uh, maybe we can put that in post. Uh, Garen can. Oh, no, they can be just as surprised as we were. Yeah, no, 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 no trigger warning. So the guy pulls off into like this abandoned parking lot oh, that's just shit. kind of full of like garbage, and it's black night sky. You know, like uh-huh. I'm like, great, seems like a great place to stop. And we all kind of get out of the car. I sit on the curb with Benjamin, his heads between his legs, and it's like, it's it's a it's a Real big mess. Sven runs over to, there's like luckily a 7-Eleven open, runs over, comes back with like some napkins and like a little bag that you can put a hot dog in as if this is going to be something Benji can use. Is Benjamin still throwing up? He's done, but he's just like, and the guy's like, "Um, I'm going to take some pictures if that's okay. And we're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We're so sorry. So then I'm like, he wasn't freaking out. 
He was not. He was calm, luckily. Okay. It's 1.30 a.m. Oh. You know, Sven and I haven't slept on the plate. We're exhausted. Everyone's exhausted. Right. So I go, Alex, I'm going to run over to the 7-Eleven and actually get some real stuff to clean this up. And uh-huh. like a legitimate bag. Not that Sven had done anything wrong. He just was right. like thinking really quickly. So Sven's like trying to clean it up with these napkins. I'm running. Ugh. Thank God Sven is good in these situations. Because yeah, I, I know. get really sick. If I get close, like... Oh, I would have. I would have. I'm not. I don't yeah. handle this well. So we go over. I buy like that a big thing of those Clorox white Clorox wipes. I buy these hand wipes. I get a plastic bag from the guy. I get Benji a bottle of water. We come back. He just leaves. The guy's like just leaves his car mat there. He doesn't even take it. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I can take it over and I can get more bottles of water. He's like, no, no, just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ever see that thing again. And then, um, so we cleaned out as best we can. Luckily, Benji had like pants under his pants because he had like the leggings like to keep him warm oh, uh-huh. so we just took his pants off rolled him up and like threw had a big pile of what we'd cleaned up and put it in a bag um but when we were there for like 30 minutes oh my god like trying to clean this guy's car out and um you know then we went home and and benji had a bag and luckily he didn't get sick again but uh we had to pay him another hundred dollars for um, him to be able to clean his car out. And because he was going to, he had one more fare after that that he then had to cancel. Right. Which I guess he can go to Lyft to try to get that money. But. Um, so how do you settle on $100? That's just what he asked for. So Sven starts texting me in the back. Right. He's like, he's asking for $100. What should, what should I do? Because I'm worried that then he's also going to go after Lyft for the money. And then we're going to get charged twice. Oh. And I said, well, don't give him cash. Pay yeah. pay with, you know, Zelle or yeah. Viber so that we have a record. I go, it seems, you know, I guess it's fair because he, not only does he have to get his car cleaned out, but also he's going to lose that fare. Like, even if he goes after them for the fare, they only get like, I think they only get like 30 to 40 percent yeah. of each ride. So if he got a fare, another fare for like $100, he's only get 35 to 40 of that. So... It it seemed like a lot, but also no, no. I mean, it, it, I'm not sure a lot, it costs but like to... you got to get your car cleaned. That's at least did 50. it smell like barf when you got back in? It wasn't that bad, but yes. So that mm. was our our little uh, middle of the night. Jeez, uh, so gross. Adventure coming back from our trip. Oh my god! But no urgent care, so you know. Yeah, I guess it wasn't. Uh, yeah, that's good. Could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. Oh, my God. Okay, so before we started taping, we were talking about... Nipples? Fargo. <laughs> and, and the, nipple rings? And the friend of the show, John Hamm's nipple rings on I mean, the show. Kind of shocking. And we were trying to determine whether <laughs> that was written into the character or, or he just had Hamm them. just has those and was like, hey, I think this character would have these. I really also. wish we had a, like a Ham hotline. Yeah. Like if we had a direct line to Ham. Right. So we could just ask him that question. I mean, because I think we're not the only ones who want to know no. this. I feel like I mean, I just assumed it was a costume thing, but Chris has me questioning now. Guys, should we get to our topic? Yes, let's. I oh, mean, shit, we really need to get to it. We gotta get moving because I'm gonna scare you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, not too much. I'm gonna okay. kind of scare you. I'm gonna make you feel better. I'm gonna tell you a story, guys. Everything's happening. Okay. Today we're gonna talk about. Scorpions. Ooh. Still loving you. <laughs> the band. You planned that. The band. Um, 
the actual anthropod. Did you know scorpions are anthropods? No. Do you guys know what an anthropod is? No. All I, right. I don't know the definition of an anthropod. I'll tell you because they they have, this is, I just learned this. They have a hard exoskeleton mm-hmm. and jointed appendages. Okay. Here's some other ones. Ready? Yeah. Spiders, scorpions, centipedes, millipedes. Okay. In, in that's the ones on land. Here are the ones in the ocean or in water. Crabs, crayfish, shrimp, lobsters, barnacles. Wow, barnacles. Yeah. So this is embarrassing, but I always forget what a scorpion looks like. Is it long with like legs coming off of it? Why don't you show her picture, Garen? Yeah. Because while you show her the picture, I can keep talking. Yeah, that's a good idea. Keep my, my lips moving. That's a gross idea. Okay. They anthropods are considered the most successful animals on Earth. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I think they invested in tech early. Um, <laughs> I mean, they went to a good college. They did. They, yeah. You know what? Generational wealth. Yep. Um, I think this has to do with how many they they take up the most. I know he was going to do that. He <laughs> fucking pulled up the picture of the band. <laughs> Germans. They're Germans. Um, or they're Austrian. I don't know. Sven knows. Um, they're found on every continent except Antarctica. 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 Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, they're Got it. Horrifying. They're they horrifying. The, their tail goes up in the air. And then like it, a question mark. That's what stings you. Ah. They don't bite. They sting. Okay. There are over seventeen hundred varieties of scorpions. Whoa. But only twenty five are lethal to us. Okay. okay. And those are primarily found in Asia, Africa, and South America. Okay. So if any of you listeners visit those places and get bitten by a scorpion or live there. Or live there. I don't know. I don't know if we have many listeners in Asia, Africa, and South America. Maybe South America, couple in Asia. I don't know that we have any listeners in Africa. But if we do, hello. Hello. Um, you're the most likely to have the bad stuff happen. Okay. But uh the bad stuff. I'm going to tell you about that uh-huh. could happen paralysis oh geez red blood cell destruction hemorrhaging okay those are the bad things that uh-huh. can happen and you know death <laughs> that's the really bad one right for the rest of us i'm going to share the more likely realities okay. okay of the scorpions that we're actually more likely to encounter okay, okay. before i do that i want to tell you about the deadliest scorpion in the world uh thanks to a website called the Silvergrass Institute. This scorpion is called Death Stalker. I, by the way, I think my chiropractor works out of the Silvergrass yes, Institute. Yes, I think you, that's where you get certified. Yeah. And one of the rules is you have to um, tell people if they're pretty or not. <laughs> out loud. Um, Death Stalker Scorpion. Um, as suggested by the name, they have very powerful venom. That contains both cardiotoxins and neurotoxins. So that means it can damage your heart. Oh. And your nervous system. Oh, geez. So most scorpions are dangerous only to elderly or small children. But the death stalker is bad news for even the most healthy person. So, like, that means for us, any three of us, we're dead, like, in minutes. Death stalker. Death stalker. I mean, I mean, with a name like that, how do you what? expect it to act otherwise? How is that not a movie? Death stalker. It sounds like a movie from the eighties. Yes, and like with a guy played renegade. 
Yes. What's that guy? Lorenzo Lamas? Yeah, Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> oh, and like a woman who wears all leather. Yeah. And has like blonde, big hair. Right. It would be not Sharon Stone, but like Heather Thomas. Thank you. Deathstalker. And there's a Deathstalker 2 and a Deathstalker 3 straight to, straight to DVD. Yeah. One of them's in space. <laughs> <laughs> Deathstalker in space? Yes. Anyone stung by a Deathstalker will experience excruciating pain as well as a deadly allergic reaction. Okay? So Can you call death an allergic reaction? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. Yeah, okay. I guess so. It's... um. The primary cause of death when you get stung by a death stalker is pulmonary edema. And I'm going to remind you guys that is swelling. Too much fluid in the lungs, mm. which seems really like a terrible way to die. Yes. Is kind of drowning, drowning in, your, in own. your own lung yeah. situation. That's not a way to go. They can be found in northeastern Africa and the Middle East. Oh, they're also in Algeria, Niger, Sudan, Somalia. Uh, Turkey, Iran, Oman, and Yemen. I mean, I don't know. Are we going to go to any of those places? We might go to Turkey. Sure. Right? That's a place that uh, most likely anyone listening is not going to a lot of those places necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I don't know where you're going. Why Why am I assuming that our listeners aren't going you to these places? You know I'm doing Christmas in Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. With Jodie Sweetin. Yep. Uh, I just saw her in a Lifetime movie the other night when we were flicking through the channels at my mom's because she just has like regular cable in the basement. <laughs> and Jodie Sweet was in this movie where, I don't know, like they were all playing Rumi Cube, which is a German game we always play. Oh, that's and funny. And the guy was trying to count in German and like, I really wanted to know where it was going, but not <laughs> enough to keep watching it. Where you're like, is this going to be one of those murder Lifetime movies or is this one of those Christmas Holiday, right. Lifetime movies? I think it's funny that you couldn't tell <laughs> within the first few minutes oh, of watching it. I don't know. Um, now, one more shout out, honorable mention to yeah. another scorpion, just because I thought it was interesting. Spitting thick tail, black scorpion. Oh, now this is a sexy sounding one. Yeah, thick tail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's thick. Some guys T-H-I-C-C. like the thick tail. T-H-I-C-C. <laughs> this one is called that because it's one of the biggest scorpions at three and a half inches long. Doesn't sound that big to me. I was going to say, wait, that's a big scorpion? I guess so. Yeah, they're not. They're, scorpions are pretty small. Oh my god! I do I live in a cartoon? I know yes. I've said this before, but I thought they were like, I thought they were like seven inches. I think you're getting them confused with lobsters. <laughs> yes, um, that's what I was thinking. Of. This is they the, walk sideways, right? <laughs> Scorpions. <laughs> okay. Yep. So its sting can deliver the amount of venom that has. And the yes, same... I know that's a crab, but not a lobster. I I okay. mean, we all had that. In all right. Head. Sorry. I no no you. no no. Please please interrupt. Their venom has the potency of cyanide, enough to kill an adult human male. Jesus. So probably the lady, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is the thing that freaks me out. Okay. The spitting thick-tailed black scorpion has two different types of venom. So at first, it gives you a warning dose. Oh. Which, I mean, that's all I'd need. I'm like, all right, right, I'm I'm out of here. here. So if the person, not necessarily person, I mean, it's, it's usually towards like a, an aggressor. Okay. Um, doesn't back off, right? Mm-hmm. The scorpion delivers a much more lethal second dose. Here's the other thing. Remember I told you they were spitting thick tail black scorpions? Yeah. They can spit their venom to a distance of up to three feet. Ba-ding! And have excellent aim. So does one of the... 
one of the poisons, toxins, um, venom, sorry, come out of the tail and one comes out of the spit? Yeah, I don't know on that. Sorry. Okay. I, I should have looked that up. No, I'm just because even before you said the spitting, I was like, well, how does it know to deliver two different toxins? It must be that. Like one comes from the, yeah. the butt spit. One yeah. comes from the butt, butt, <laughs> butt, butt spit. spit. Uh-huh. One comes from their That's little a different mouth. lifetime movie. Uh-huh. Butt spit. Killer butt spit. One comes from the butt, one comes from the mouth. I, right. That's a good question. Maybe Garen can get that answered for us while I talk about the scorpion we might actually encounter IRL. Okay. All right. This is the most venomous species of scorpion found in North America. It's called the bark scorpion. Okay. They live in southern Arizona, but also southern California, mm. into western New Mexico and adjacent Mexico, Baja California, Sonora, and Chihuahua. They carry a neurotoxin that causes ex- that causes extreme pain similar to an electric shock. Jeez. Okay. If you have a severe case of a bark scorpion sting, you can have symptoms like vomiting, numbness, and if left untreated, bark scorpion stings can lead to death. Wow. Luckily, good news. Yes. I do this a lot, don't I? I Pointing upward? I put my hands up in the air. Like I just don't care. But you do. I care so much. Too much, honestly. All right. Luckily, bark scorpion, scorpion, anti-venin. Why do they say venin and not venom? I've never heard of venin. I thought maybe you were saying it incorrectly. I am saying it correctly. Okay. Is very effective and widespread. No one has died from a bark scorpion sting in America for the past 40 years. Oh, okay. So guys, we're not going to die. All right, good. Probably. All right. Do you want to know where these fun little critters are found? Yes. Okay. Many places. <laughs> okay. They're great climbers. Right. So not only rocks or in rock crevices, but also in trees or high on rock walls. Here's what else they love. People's homes. Oh, no. Trapped in sinks or bathtubs. What? Climbing walls or in a dark closet. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm starting to like my spiders a lot more. Did you say they're in California? Uh huh. Okay. So any day now they're going to show up at your house. Guess what? I'm riding on the back of that tortoise you have, or turtle, or whatever you have. Oh, and a snake now. You did get the snake. We have a snake. Yes. I can't believe I didn't start with that. What's the snake snake's name? Fanta. Oh, that's cute. She's really cute. I'm going to show you guys pictures. Okay. She's a real cutie. Is Alex in love? Alex is in big time love. Cute. They do have predators. Okay. Get ready for this. Large centipedes. Oh. Which, like, who wants to see that TikTok? A <laughs> centipede fighting a scorpion? I'm so freaked out by centipedes. I ugh, really do not like I'm like, they're my rat. But what, what about the game centipede? Because that's my yeah, favorite game. I do like the game. But an actual centipede, no. Have you seen one in real life? Yeah. And they're, are they really creepy? Oh, they're so creepy. Okay. Tarantulas, lizards, birds, especially owls, which yes. I'm excited about since yes. we've had our owl uh, making appearances. That's right. In our owl box. Um, I got to put that up on our, in our newsletter or whatever. Mammals like bats, shrews, and grasshopper mice. And I Googled shrews and grasshopper mice because I had no idea what they looked like. I've never heard of a grasshopper mice? No, they kind of look like little gerbils. So it's a mouse, but it's called a grasshopper. It's, it's so weird a, when they name things other things that they're not. It's, I know. know like chicken fried steak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> grasshopper and, mice. And guess what? There's no chicken about it. Right. 
Yeah, grasshopper mice, guess what? There's no grasshopper involved. Do they eat grasshoppers, maybe? They uh, eat scorpions. I, I didn't read that much about okay. it. I just looked at the picture. Just never heard of it. And but... I looked at the shrew because I was like, well, d- in my mind, I thought, well, a shrew, what does a shrew look like? Does a shrew look like a mole? Yes. Oh, it does? They look very similar. They have that little that pointy, weird, yeah. weird nose that comes up. And then, it re- and then it brought up the picture of that one that has the thing that goes like this. Yeah, out of, yeah. Ugh. It's like a Star Wars Like character. a starfish face. Yeah. I'm going to give you some extra fun facts okay. before I give you your first aid. I knew this. I don't know if you guys know this. Bark scorpions will glow a green color fluorescent under ultraviolet light. Did you guys know this? No. You know how I knew this? Because we were going to go camping in Death Valley. Uh-huh. And one of the things you do at night is you take uh, ultraviolet lights and you go scorpion hunting. Oh. Not to catch them, but just to look at them at night. Oh. And they, they light up fluorescent. But. They won't attack you if you're they shining a light in their face? They don't come after you. Okay. Like, I don't think they're that aggressive. And oh, so, I'm sorry. So you have seen them light no, up? No, because we didn't oh. do that. Oh, we, I thought you said you did. Sorry. We, we, that's how I learned about that. Okay. Bark scorpions travel in packs of 20 to 30 no. during oh. winter months. <laughs> no. Chills. Uh-uh. Chills. Uh-uh. Get ready for this one. On that note, if you spot one in your home, know they're probably with their friends. Oh, they got a gang behind them. Just like humans, the females are pregnant for nine months. Thought that was interesting. What? Yeah. Didn't you assume that the larger an animal is, the longer they're pregnant? Yeah. I would think they'd be pregnant for like a minute. Yeah. That's wild. They give birth to 25 to 35 at a time. (laughs) Oh, barf. And they're all in your house. Oh, they also have a lifespan of six years. Wow. So that's impressive. Otherwise, uh, on another sickening note, if you find yourself with a scorpion problem in your home, guess what? You got that. Six years. Yeah. Well, but then they're going to, it's more than that because they're going to reproduce. Do you want to know how to keep them out of your home? Yes. All right. So I'm going to give you some good tips. All right. If you encounter a scorpion, remain calm. Yes. And wear protective gloves. Oh. You know, you can scoop them up in like a, you know, dish or what, like, you know how you do with a spider and you yeah. scoop it up with a cup and you put a thing over it and then you dump it out your house, but have gloves on when you do that. Okay. Like, don't just do it without gloves. Yeah. Also, just call pest control if you want to get a professional involved. You know, they're going to use chemicals. Yeah. Obviously, whatever your comfort level is with that, do what you want to do. Well, yeah, because if you just take one outside, great, you got rid of that one. One, there's 50 more. Right. Yeah, just burn. Burn, burn your house, house down. down. Jeez. Start okay. From scratch. This is how you keep them out of your house to begin with. Eliminate standing water. A lot uh, of this is the same with like mosquitoes and rats and all that critters, right? It's yeah. a lot of common sense advice. Seal cracks and crevices, especially around doors and windows where they can gain access to your home. Sure. Inspect cabinets, closets, and other dark places on a regular basis. I don't want to do that. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Now. Clear away brush, debris, and wood piles. From the perimeter of your home. Scorpions feed on other insects such as crickets. Eliminate crickets by turning outdoor lights off at night. Okay, you want to get rid of the crickets so that the scorpions don't come. You want to take away their you want to take away their food sources. Here's a fun one. You'll like this, Danielle. Bring a cat into the residence. Into the residence. Well, at the residence. Okay. Or a chicken, it says. I say, (laughs) why not both? Because some cats enjoy hunting scorpions, keep one around. Because that can assist in keeping scorpions away. Chickens, like cats, like eating them. Therefore, obtain an outside chicken cage. So it, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt the cat. I guess the not. No. Okay. They like to eat them up. Crunchy crunch. Yeah. You know, just like a fr- like we well, like, like to, something crunchy. We like to eat a fried grasshopper now and then. 
I had some at the Halloween party a couple weeks ago. Okay. They were spicy. Cinnamon oil. So cinnamon oil has strong scorpion repellent properties. Scatter cinnamon oil in dark locations on potted plants and around floorboards to drive scorpions out. Sticky traps. Those Uh can work because they, you know, like the same kind of stuff you trap other pests with. All right. Well, that's smart. I didn't think of that. All right. First aid. You've been stung. Yeah. All right. Guess what? You're not going to usually need medical treatment. Really? You can treat it at home. Ice, elevation, pain medication, antihistamines, maybe a gummy. That was <laughs> okay. mine. That wasn't Cleveland right. Clinic. That was me. Right. I'm not advocating drug use, but like, listen, it's legal in California now, Ohio. Okay. Go to the emergency room if you or someone else experiences any of the following scorpion sting symptoms. Numbness all over mm. your body, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, thick tongue. Mm-hmm. Think your husband had that recently? I he heard did. that on Never Not Funny. He did sending him my love and light. He, thank you. <laughs> he's okay now. He's okay with that. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Five other things have sprung up. Since. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah. Seizures, restlessness, Ooh. roving eye movements, muscle, 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 muscle twitching. Um, that's, my mid- that's my mid-Atlantic coming out. Um, high blood pressure, abdominal pain. Okay. Want to know how they're diagnosed? A scorpion sting? This sounds fun. Your doctor may diagnose a scorpion sting with a tap test. In this test, your provider will tap the place where you were stung to see if the pain gets worse. <laughs> you can uh, just have your kid do that. No, no thanks. No thanks. Okay. So, you know, if you start having worse symptoms, yeah. go to the ER, call your doctor, go to the urgent care. All right, guys, holy cow, are you ready for a story? Yes. All right, I'm going to share the story of Abigail Baronian. She's a contributor to Outside Magazine, very outdoorsy person, grew up in Washington State skiing, backpacking, swimming, fishing, lots of experience in the outdoors. In June of 2022, she hikes into the Grand Canyon from the South Rim to Phantom Ranch to meet up with a bunch of her friends. She's joining up for the last 10 days of a 16-day rafting trip down a section of the Colorado River. Okay. We know about these trips because yes. uh, Sarah Schaefer came in. Yes. She talked to us about this. She has a book about it. Sounds fun and terrifying. Yes. Both those things. Okay. So I this is actually from Backpacker Magazine. I read the transcript of a podcast where this girl shares the story. Okay. And uh, we can link a, uh, the full podcast episode in our newsletter. I'm summarizing it because it's, it's really long. We can't cover all of it here. Okay. Okay. So her first week's great. She hiked in actually with COVID. She didn't know she had COVID until she came out and took a PCR test when it was all over. Maybe it's relevant to the story. Maybe not. But I just think it's worth mentioning. Everyone there had already had COVID. She didn't give anybody COVID. Okay. There's three days left in the trip. They set up camp at a place called Whitmore Wash. It's really hot. Uh, That day had been like 115 degrees. So she and her friend, Grayson, are sleeping outside on the ground. On their sleep, you know, their sleeping mats. She just has a sheet covering her. They're talking. It's around 10, 15, 10.30 at night. Her friend Grayson feels something crawling in his arm. I'm going to go to the two of them now. Okay. Grayson. I was like, what the fuck is that? Get it off me. And I flicked it off me. Abigail. But inadvertently flicked it directly <gasps> onto me. Oh, And no. it went right into Abby's bed sheets. Like full four speed straight onto my thigh. And whatever <gasps> it was stung me immediately. Pretty soon she was screaming. I was like, oh, fuck. That didn't feel like anything I've ever experienced before. 
And I was like rolling over, I'm tangled in the sheets with whatever it is that's stinging me and it gets me on the other leg. Oh no! Here's Grayson. So we start looking through the sheets and I turn on my headlamp and we're looking through the sheets and then finally I looked over and my headlamp fell in the sand and we see this little scorpion with its little pinchers like straight up in the air and just scuttling away and I was like, oh shit. So Grayson hits it with a flip-flop. They call their friend over who is a WFR, which stands for Wilderness First Responder. It's a standard certification for guides, search and rescue, and the military. Their uh, WFR person is like, yeah, it's worse than a bee sting, but you're going to be okay. So they keep an eye on her for anaphylaxis, but pretty much everyone is not really that worried. Hmm. Uh, they get her a cot to sleep on. Everyone goes back to bed. All right, so I'm going to... Because certainly it can't climb up to a cot. No, they, they're <laughs> not good at... We, we already established they're like hanging from trees. Right. So I'm going to go back to Abigail directly again. Ugh. I'm lying under the stars. They go to bed, and I'm like, man, my tongue feels kind of funny. Oh, no. And it was this weird, like, cooling sensation across the tongue. And I was like, that's weird. I'd taken an Oxy that a friend had in his med kit in case something big and serious happened. And I'd taken it because I was like, I know this is going to hurt really bad. And I was like, maybe it's just from the drug. Like, maybe I'm passing out. And it got really hard to keep my eyes open. I was like, okay, I'm going to fall asleep. And then I got this crazy sensation that started to spread over my whole body. Like, all of my limbs were asleep. <gasps> like, my face, my neck, my back, my arms, my legs. And my chest started to get really tight. And oh, I was like, this is kind of scary. Shit. But I have venom in my body. Maybe this is just what venom feels like, I guess. And then I opened my eyes and realized that I couldn't see the stars. <gasps> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. My eyes wouldn't track. So I would open my eyes and my eyeballs would just roll around in my oh, head. What? I didn't what? have any motor control over them. And that was when I started to get kind of freaked out. Kind of. Yeah. Terrifying. I knew that scorpions had a neurotoxin that was a word that we had thrown around after I got stung. And so I was like, okay, it's going to maybe affect my nervous system. But I didn't expect to do what it did, which was to totally impair all motor function very seriously. And this, this is, we're going to hear from this woman, Marin, who's an expert who also comes on. She says, it turns out the neurotoxins in scorpion venom work by making your nerves hypersensitive, causing the sodium channels that are supposed to open and close to transmit messages to get stuck in the on position. This can cause extreme pain and make some movements difficult to control. In Abigail's case, her brain would tell her eyes to move, and instead of moving a little, they would move a lot. But she didn't know any of this at the time. All she knew is that she was trapped in what felt like a horrible dream. This is Abigail again. I don't know if you've ever had a nightmare. You're like trying to run away from something, but your body won't respond. Or you like open your mouth to yell and nothing comes out. And that really freaked me out. So I went to wake up Grayson and I was like trying to say his name and it wouldn't come out. I had to think really hard to get my vocal cords to engage and actually say the name. And when it came out, I could hear my voice and it sounded really weird and pinched and slurred. So she's also in intense pain where she'd been stung multiple times. So even if the fabric of the sheet brushed against her skin, uh, she was yelping in pain. Yeah. And at this point, it's two in the morning. Grayson's trying to discuss with her the difficulties of actually getting her evacuated from the bottom of the Grand Canyon in the middle of the night. Oh but she can't even speak to him to have the conversation. So she's like, I can't make this decision for myself. And he's like, I bet you'll feel better by the morning. Uh, when the sun comes up, we'll talk about it. What? So everybody else is asleep. And she says, I'm just sort of like, except for when I wake him up, alone in the world. So this Wait is where, a second. Wait a second. Yeah. So they're just like, we'll decide in the morning. And she's in this nightmare. So okay. she says, in that period between midnight, where the scary symptoms set in, and 5 a.m. when the sun rose, I was kind of there alone with my thoughts. 
and my uncomfortable sensations. I did my best not to let a thought loop happen where I would ruminate on the same thing because I knew it was dangerous, both for my experience and my mental health. But I kept dipping my toe into this pool of panic, like, do I have a neurological damage? What's this going to look like when I get back home? Am I going to be able to have a conversation with my boyfriend? Am I going to be able to go for a run? What are my limitations going to be? What's really happening to me? And then I thought of it like as if someone was tightening a lid on my chest, like a jar lid, and I'd feel it screwed tighter, and I'd be like, okay, I got to get out of that. So I would just focus on my breath. That was really the only thing that I could do to sort of observe my thoughts and sensations rather than be prisoner to them. This is kind of funny. She says, honestly, and sorry, mom and dad, but I spent some real concerted time experimenting with psychedelics Uh in the last few years. And I think that my experience taking psychedelics was really helpful in this context. They gave me a lot of practice in taking a situation and being like, this is what you're experiencing right Mm. now. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. You don't have a lot of control over it, but you're going to be okay and it's going to pass. So she basically she's saying like she thought of it as like a bad trip. Yeah. She didn't want to get evacuated, she says, because at the time she didn't want to admit that it was that serious. What? Like she she kept thinking like I'm going to be better in the morning. I like I think it's that thing also. She doesn't say this, I'm saying it where women are like, I don't want to be a problem. Um luckily they had an EMT on their team and her vitals were steady the whole time, so that like calmed everybody. So yeah, her friend Grayson says, who's also an editor at large at Outside Magazine, he says, other than being paralyzed, she was more or less okay, which seems weird to say. (laughs) Well, wait, you're saying they had an EMT, but the EMT was like, yeah, just wait till the morning? Well, I don't know if the EMT was involved until morning. I'm not, it it seems like they were not as alarmed as they should have been. I mean, she's saying, what kind of neurological damage am I going to have when I get home? But obviously she couldn't talk. So anyway, all right. I think it was hard for her to, yeah, she couldn't really... Make them aware of how bad it was because she also wasn't able to speak. But not being able to speak seems so bad that it should have been the emergency. So 7 a.m., her vision's better. She can focus on things. Her speech is improving. So they use a sat phone. They have like a satellite phone. They call an ER nurse that they know. And she's like, this doesn't sound normal. Um, and they were like, you, you know, she's like, you should evacuate her. But then the ER nurse and maybe a doctor or someone else does some more research and they realize, wait, these symptoms are all very in line with what like a little child would experience. Okay. With the same kind of sting. Okay. So they make a decision to get her out of there by boat. So they put her on one of the rafts and they get one, like one of their best rowers. They have one person on each side of her and she's like crying in pain through oh. a lot of it. But by the time she gets to, I think another camp i don't think they're they're not able to she's not like she can hike out of the canyon yeah she can't walk so they're just taking her to the next camp like everyone else is going to keep doing the rowing and they're just going to take her to the next camp um by that night the next night she she can walk and then the next day she can carry her bags and move around pretty normally so she's recovering her, her her systems pretty fast so her friend grayson had saved the scorpion that had bitten her, mm. and he put it in a bottle of formaldehyde to give it to her, like as a like yeah. remembrance, kind of like of what she'd gone through. And she starts investigating why the sting had affected her so much. Yeah, because she's like, this doesn't make sense. So she does, like, she kind of becomes her own researcher. She does gathers all this research online from different studies. She reads a bunch of scientific papers, and then at one point she listens to this other podcast. It's called Ologies. Have you guys heard of it? It's like a uh-uh. comedic science science podcast. Uh, podcast. It's pretty good. Um. And a guest on the podcast named Lauren Esposito was a curator of arachnology at California Academy of Sciences. So Abigail reaches out to Lauren to say, hey, 
I'd love to share my story and get your perspective on it. And so she sent some images to Lauren and uh, Lauren's like, yeah, I mean, looks like a bark um, scorpion and uh, probably an Arizona bark scorpion. I guess that's a breed of one of them. And she said, but can you get me some more images of the top of the scorpion? So she sends her another photo and she's like, well, maybe that's not a bark scorpion. Can you get a better picture? So she takes that out of the jar. She's getting like really close up videos. And then she's like, no, that's not uh, what she says is the center Centuro Ides Sculpturata, which is like the official name. Okay. She's like, not a bark scorpion. I don't actually know what that is. So she says it's likely one of the far more deadly cousins from northern Mexico. And uh, so they wrap up this, you know, the, the, the people who worked on this piece wrapped it up by saying, like, this is a really important discovery for scientists who study scorpions because they're saying, like, it's bringing up all these questions like, is this just a one-off incident that happened mm-hmm. to Abigail? Um, was this maybe just a lone scorpion that somehow got transported outside of its normal right. range by some kind of human activity? Has a new population of scorpions been established oh. in um, the United States? And that now the United States, for the first time, is home to a deadly species of scorpions? Um, or is this a new... like? It, is this a species that already exists or has, is now, there now a new deadly species? So she Abigail's planning to send her specimen, well, she probably already has because this was from, you know, 2022, uh, to a specialist at a University of Mexico to verify the exact species. Wow. Um, and she followed up with saying she doesn't feel traumatized by the incident, but she's not going to sleep on the ground outside anymore. Oh, my God. And then she came home and had COVID? Yeah, that's crazy. The little the little bow on top yeah. of the uh, shit Sunday. That's crazy. Yeah, intense. Oh my god, terrifying. Also, just the yes. idea of being trapped in your body all night long. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. It's a total nightmare. Oh my god, I, it's maybe the worst thing we've ever heard on the show. I can't <laughs> imagine it. It's terrible. All right. Well, speaking of the worst things ever. I got to pee. So we should probably take a break. One of the worst things I've, that's actually the worst thing I've ever heard. Yep. Break time. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Christine. How was your break? You know what? I enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah. What'd you do? I did not look at my phone. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I did either. You know what? We have a guest today. Yeah. And uh, we often have guests. Right. And today we have actor, dialect coach, amazing, incredible human being, Kim Griffin. You know where you can find her? Where? Atwater Village uh, in a film. Nope. Cut that. It's not a film. It's a live show. She even wrote it down and got it wrong. Radical. Are you gonna miss me? Guess what? It's there till December 11th, right? I didn't write that down and I remembered it. Very good. Hello. Hi. Hi. On the first half of the show, we talked about deadly scorpions. And now we're going to talk about dying on stage. So what is your story, Kimberly? Oh, Lord. So... Many, many moons ago, long time ago, this was actually my first show out of college. I got a BFA in theater at Boston University, and I was really lucky to like get some work and work in some regional theaters. And so I booked a production of Venus by Susan Laurie Parks, um, which is a very incredible play. I think Susan Laurie Parks is like one of our best playwrights. Um, and it's very weird, right? Like uh-huh. it has like an ensemble and then... Uh, You have like these kind of larger than life circus characters. And so I was in the ensemble and I was playing um, a conjoined twin. This is like the idea is like (laughs) it's it's a freak show in like the 1800s. And 
but so the I, the concept, right? Like every production that you're in has a concept, and that's why we get things like you know Shakespeare in space. Right. But the, the concept was just that, like the entire ensemble, we were in full clown face, and so I wore for the show right black riding boots that came up to my knees, and black pants, and a white tank top, and um, suspenders. Okay. And then my hair was pulled back, and I just had full clown face. Okay. And so we would pop in and out of these other characters, and you know, do little bits throughout the show. I would be a judge. I would be a lover or whatever. And we're working with, it was a young company from BU and then a lot of older actors from, we were in Olney, Maryland, which is kind of not in, it's not, it's not cool. It's not hip. Okay. There, there was a chicken shop where we got sandwiches on break, you know? Um, Olney, Maryland? Olney, O-L-N-E-Y. That's the name of the city. Okay. That's the name of the city and the theater. And this theater is one of those like charming theaters that used to be a barn. <laughs> and they do really well when they do Peter Pan. And so sure, they're yes. doing Venus, which is Super a black weird. play for black people. And it's all, they, lots of the white people walked out, right? Like they were oh, like, this is too dang. fucking weird for yes. us. So, so like, was, we like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, and Exactly. They're yeah. like, wait, so the black the black people are the good people and the white people are, I have to go. I don't, what is happening? <laughs> this is making me feel things I don't want to feel. 100%. <laughs> um, and so, so the black people were in white face, right? Because they're no, clown makeup? No, the black right. people got to just be black people, oh. luckily, in this production. Oh, okay. Susan Laurie Parks does a wonderful job of uplifting the black experience and, and you know, just uh, it really was a little too much for the Gotcha. The theater's audience. And so I. Oh my God. So funny. I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm just so 21. Yes. I'm so fucking stoked to be there and excited about art and like, I'll do anything. Right. And so they build this really elaborate set and we would. It was like um, circus risers, and there was a little opening in the middle that we would like pop out of to do little bits. Mm. Cool. I'm into it. So we have this bit where I had to come out on stage with this older actress and do this little scene. And I'm wearing like a mantilla, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a Spanish headdress. So it's that thing that you see in pictures that's very tall and then has like yep. a curtain of lace that comes oh down all around God, you. Oh my God, this is amazing. And so I'm on stage in this huge mantilla and I do this scene with Denise, this wonderful actress. And they'd been like, well now Kimberly, we need to get this set piece off stage. And so if you could pick it up and just like move it as you guys are exiting and all the older actresses are like don't fucking do that that's not your job right we're in the union right You're gonna, and i'm like guys it's fine like i can totally do it like i'm young and I'm like, <laughs> i was so stoked to show up and so we're in our third preview and we wrap this cute scene and i bend down to pick up this chaise lounge which i had to pick up and then i had to bend in half and walk backwards <laughs> under this doorway to get back into the stage. And so I'm doing it and I'm fully body mic'd and I have this huge piece of furniture and I bend down and I go back and I snap the base of my thumb in between the frame of the set and this furniture piece. Oh. And as it happens, I'm like, my thumb just broke in half. And I drop oh the piece of furniture and I start animal howling into my mic. <laughs> they just hear it from the house. The assistant director comes back and is like, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, of course, because I'm the young 21-year-old what I, I don't know what they thought of me, but they basically just immediately are like, it's not that bad. You're fine. It's uh -huh. going to be okay. Come on. We got to keep going. And I'm like, I, I need to go to the hospital. Like I immediately went into shock and I, I wouldn't even take my hand off of it. I'm like, we need to go to the hospital. We need, we need to go to the hospital. I've been injured many times. 
this is not something I've ever been like, wow. this shit ends now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so they come over and everybody's placating me and they're like, let us take a look. And I move the <gasps> thing. You move one thing. What the, what's the I, thing? I had like, I don't know, like a cup towel they'd given me, okay, maybe okay. an ice pack. And they're like, whoa, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the stage manager's husband is there. I've never, I've met this guy once. And he's like, um, all right, I'm going to take you to the ER. I think it's a sprain. You know, when I was 10, <laughs> I was riding my bike and I fell off and I sprained my thumb and I really thought it was broken. Uh, and I'm uh, like, oh, yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe that's what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. So I get in the truck. In clown face, <laughs> in my full costume and my body mic. Do you still have the men? They take the mantilla off oh, okay. because I literally like couldn't move without it. Somebody had to do that though because I had no hands. And I just kind of like hunkered down in this man's pickup truck and he drove me to the local, you know, urgent care, which yes. in Sandy Springs, Maryland, <laughs> at like maybe 830 at night. I just... I wish I had on videotape oh what those God. people must have thought watching this crying clown woman walk in <laughs> with just like a totally straight up average country man yes. in a plaid shirt. Like yes. we looked so, I, oh they're like, God. what has he done to her? They're like, still talking <laughs> about it. Still I talking hope so. Somebody's still in therapy over this. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, quietly crying. He goes and signs me in and they're like, um, okay, uh, so you, you have to take off the body mic. And they I'm like, still- what? And they're like, well, it can interfere with the um, equipment in the hospital. So you've got to get that off. <laughs> so this man that I'd never met, while I'm holding my thumb with an ice pack, keeping it compressed, had to undress me oh, in oh. the lobby because my pack was in my pants and oh, the thing was around my chest. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my oh, God. No. I had to stand up. And turn around in a circle so they could get the cord off of me. Oh, my God. And he put it back, you know, into a pack. And I sit there and there, you know, he's still telling me about his bike incident. And he's just real sure that I'm fine. And I'm, yeah. having, I'm having like a lady experience, hysteria maybe. Yeah. Right. I don't know what is, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I'm sitting there and they finally have a doctor come out. Just, and she's like, we're just going to take a look. We just want to figure out where to put you in line. Uh-huh, right. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, can you move it? I'm like, I really don't want to move it. I really don't. And she's like, I'm just, we're just going to lift it up real quick and take a quick look. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I lift it. And she goes, whoa, no, no. We got to get her back. We got to get her back right now. The doctor said, whoa. They could see my bone. They could see it. Like it hadn't come through the skin, but it was, you can see a scar where this happened. Like I still feel it when it rains. Like whoa. it snapped my metatar- my metacarpal in half oh like my broke my fucking bone and so the nurse then is like shit give her some pain medicine like sh- she hasn't had anything and I'm like no I've just they gave me some Tylenol she's like no get her get her in the back yeah, good, get her good, fucking good, good. stabilized and all of a sudden Sunny's like well oh, I guess it wasn't a sprain <laughs> mm. <laughs> and so I had to go back and hold and you know like my parents aren't there and they went on with the show I guess the assistant director went on with my script so that they could finish the oh performance my, I was gonna ask an oh audience, my god right and so then all also, while I'm sitting there, I'm like, I fucked up and I let everybody down. And I'm unprofessional and I shouldn't have been offered a spot in the union. Like, this is all my fault. Like, if I'd been better at carrying the set piece, I wasn't supposed the to giant fucking right. furniture. Right. right. This is why they have a union to do that. Right. Right. Theoretically. But yeah, that's that's kind of how the break happened. And then I had to wait for a long time. They wanted to have a surgeon come and take a look at it and place it and put it in a cast because they were like, if we do this wrong, we're yeah. going to have to do surgery. And they put me in a cast that at the time, it literally looked like 
a softball. Like it was just my thumb was so swollen that it was wow. huge, and I had to go back and get a new cast three days later. And I did the entire run of the show in a sling, just oh like my God. with my fucking clown makeup. But that uh, that was one of the weirder things that I've survived in my life. That's amazing. So I just have a question: When Please. you say you were mic'd, does that mean the audience can hear oh, yeah. you yes. through the experience? They heard the, yeah, at the top of, they heard all that howling, like they heard it. Oh my God, that's crazy. And somebody had to go out and make an announcement and be like, sorry, one of our actors broke a bone and we're going to have to take wow. a pause and put somebody else in. I also wonder like where the audience is. What did they think? Like yeah. w- at what point were they, did they figure out to turn off your mic? Yeah, like, I know. How, were you just like, they they hear you at, you know, like at driving ER, in the yeah. truck, <laughs> right. awkward That's conversation. What I, was thinking, yeah. I know. It's more fun to imagine that for sure. Yeah. Like, but I wow. think I think it stopped working as soon as I left the theater, but just the fact that it had the battery on it was like too much for the ER. And I'll just never forget being undressed by this stranger to get oh the mic God. off alone. Just like all these country people staring at me with their, you know. I don't know what they had going on. High blood when, pressure, cold. Did you go through all, did anyone ha- like give you the dignity of taking off the makeup or was it just on the whole entire time? When we got into the back, I was like, can someone please get this off of my face? And they were like, we, we don't really have anybody. And after a while, I had a boyfriend who was also working at the theater. And of course, as a 21 year old, all I really wanted was my boyfriend. Uh-huh. And so he finally showed up and he took the makeup off my face. Oh, good. And sat with me and made a lot of jokes and made me feel better. Oh, that's sweet. But it was, I I wish I had more pictures of that actual experience. Because I do, I have the pictures of the clown face and it was. (laughs) Horrifying. It was horrifying. Oh my God. I'm also though, I'm not a clown person. Who is though? No one is except for clowns. And and actors, so many actors are like, I love acting. And you're like, (laughs) clowning? Clowning? I don't know. No, it's It's a whole thing. That was great. Thank you so having. much. Yeah, no, no that problem. was a great story. <laughs> awesome story. I'm going to remind everyone, I'm going to say it right this time. Yeah. To go see Kim in Radical. Are you going to miss me over in Atwater Village at IAMA through December 12th? It's fun. 11th. So December 11th. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that's what, right. what is it about? Radical is great. It's a play about a Latin woman who is really kind of in the worst part of her life and gets a job at a fulfillment center and meets um, a white woman who's also kind of run onto some hard times and they fall into kind of a, a far right radicalist group Whoa. and they do something really intense and it impacts all of the relationships. There are only three women in the play. It runs 93 minutes so it feels like sitting and watching a movie. There's no intermission. Um, and the other two actresses that I'm working with are fucking legendary. They're so It's so inspiring to watch them. I feel really really lucky to see their work well again thank you so much thank you thank um, you for coming in thank you for having me it was a pleasure to meet you in person finally. yes nice All to meet you, you. <laughs> and we'll be right back with what did we learn today chris are you ready to learn what we learned today yes who wants to watch cairo bros an e-original adjusting <laughs> spines and attitudes <laughs> very nice garen Oh, yes. Christopher Showerman was George in George of the Jungle, too, and a hell of a masseuse. Alize, is that how you say it? Alize? Alize is an award-winning blend of French vodka, because they're known for their vodka, mm. and cognac, ugh, infused with exotic natural flavors. 
Alize is authentic and adaptable. It can be enjoyed in a mixed drink, a cocktail on the rocks, or as a shot. Alize is a brand with its roots in the heart of modern pop culture. Well, that's some bullshit because I never heard of it. <laughs> it. It's got its roots in the heart of that's a, that's a mouthful that means nothing. It is it really doesn't? It, can you spell it for me? A L I Z E with an agu. Never heard of it. Well, I've never heard of it, so apparently it doesn't exist. Listen to this. Yes. Lyft policy says customers can be charged up to $250 for damage or cleaning. So you haven't been contacted since then, right? So we're all good. Not as far as I know. I, I used to work for Uber in their customer service, and I got a lot of those. Why am I being charged $200? Because you were a drunk who threw up in the back of this guy's car. Mm. So it. Watch out you then. Probably. Lucked you might. Out that you paid him under the table. Yep. Oh. Although he could come after you through Lyft again. Yeah. Watch out for that. I'll keep you well posted. Yeah. Okay. At a press conference after the season premiere, Ham revealed that he actually wore a set of specially made lifelike prosthetic nipples for his shirtless scenes and joked that he had a nippleologist on hand to help him with touch-ups. So he's saying it's not just that they're, they didn't use fake I think that's he made that he's up. He's being funny. He's being funny. Right? I don't know. Can you make I mean, they would fake... just be pasties that you would just put over your... Why wouldn't you just use fake rings? Because how do you get them in there? Well, they're not. They, they just s- look clasped. Just like fake nose rings. You know, you just... Yeah, but remember, they clip. weren't rings. They were like um, those barrels. Barrels? I, didn't... I, I don't think they were rings. You must have a bigger TV than I do. <laughs> <laughs> or did you just stand really close? I just I just paused it and got really and close. Stared, Her yeah. eyeballs touched the barrels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thick-tailed scorpion is a dangerous, medically significant scorpion which can both sting and spray its curtoxin venom. Mm. The first droplet of venom differs from the rest. Ah. It's like pre-cum and is referred to as pre-venom. <laughs> a further potassium channel inhibitor, parabutoxin, has been isolated from the venom of P. transvalicus. That's its scientific name. Okay. Scorpions have healthy juices in their mouths. They spit on prey pieces that help melt them. Wait. They spit on prey pieces that help melt them into a chunky soup the scorpion will then consume. I'm going to throw up. Chunky soup. Mm-hmm. Keeping... Oh. Anyway, um, well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for coming, guys. Hope everyone had a nice holiday. And until next time, remain, remain calm. calm.